Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. And I'm really excited about today's guest, Annie Margarita Yang. She's the best-selling author of The Five-Day Job Search. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. She has so much experience around student loans, uh, career choices, career transition, differences between millennials and Gen Z. I'm really excited to get into the conversation. So Annie, welcome. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast, Chris. I'm so excited to share with you some actionable tips and insights today from the five-day job search. Yeah. So, you know, you have a really interesting story. And so kind of tell people about how, you know, your process and and how millennials and Gen Z are going about their their values and a cultural shift from the boomers. Well, I'm on the tail end of Gen Z. No, not Gen Z. Millennial. I was born in 1995, so I'm really more of a younger millennial. I think we're quite different from the older millennials who actually did believe in the generation before us who told us to just go to college and everything would be fine after you finish. And then they came to a startling realization that it's not okay. Millennials are postponing the major milestones such as buying a house. Um, They're not starting families. They're not getting married. Everything that they thought they could achieve is just getting postponed. So when I was just finishing high school, this was in 2013. Around 2011 to 2013, we're in the middle of the recession. We're still recovering. And I look at the millennials before me and I read the news and it says half of millennials are underemployed or unemployed after finishing college. And they have an average of $26,000 in student loan debt. And I thought, wow, I I don't want this. I was raised with Asian values. My parents always told me, do not borrow money from anyone. (laughs) And (laughs) they're working class. We don't have money for me to go to college and just find myself there. I I don't have time to waste or money to waste. So I did not go straight to college. I ended up working a whole string of minimum wage jobs, cashier at ShopRite, a whole bunch of things, scanning basketball tickets. Eventually, I did go to college, but for communication. Uh, what are you going to do with that kind of degree? I don't know. And then after that, I worked at Domino's Pizza. So I thought, okay, yeah, this really didn't help me. But then I moved from Texas to Boston. I said, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to make my mark on the world. I'm going to go after everything I want, and I'm not going to apologize for it. So I started applying for accounting jobs with no accounting degree. I applied to 50 jobs a day. And then by the end of the week, I got an accounting job offer. Surprisingly, (laughs) I wasn't hired for my lack of degree. He liked my spunk. And then I did this for three jobs in a row. So on the third job search, I got another accounting job in just five days. So that's why this is called the five-day job search. Yeah, really fascinating story. And, um, you know, what's interesting, because uh, I'm I'm an ex-ennial, like kind of, I'm a 
older millennial, uh, younger Gen, uh, Gen X. And uh, was so interesting because I talked to my friends, you know, and especially after 2008, that's, uh, that, you know, that's when, you know, basically everything that the boomers did, you didn't want to do. And so it's kind of this like paradigm shift. It's like where, you know, you were talking about it, you know, people are not getting married, no kids for going to college. They're not getting jobs. They want to, and the internet's enabled people to have this uh, ability to create their own economic freedom, especially with social media and with uh, your book. So uh, one thing is talking about is what's interesting is um, today's digital age, what does personal branding truly mean? The thing is, people think they don't have a personal brand. Everyone in this digital age has a personal brand. So even if you don't have a LinkedIn, you don't have Facebook, Instagram, or any of those stuff, your personal brand is basically the no personal brand brand. <laughs> and if, if, if you do have those accounts and you're not curating your content and you're just posting the things that you ate for dinner last night, your personal brand is just, this is what I ate for dinner last night. <laughs> okay? So basically... Even if you want to opt out of this, you don't get a say because personal brand is what other people think of you. So you can try your best to curate and control what other people say about you to affect their perception of you. Um, but really, you don't get a say. That is the philosophy. I think if you adopt this philosophy, you will succeed in this job market. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I go like, for example, on, on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, it's like, you know, uh, if you're a celebrity or you have an athletic skill or you're attractive or you have something and you basically can create this following, you know, very easily, very quickly. And you mm -hmm. can, I know a lot of people are making six figures on social media where they don't have to do a traditional education and go through these rigor of the, the you know job seeking and all that the other question is how does personal branding differentiate a job seeker in a competitive market and how can it elevate an individual in their niche what people don't understand is that in this job market your personal brand basically anything people can search your name on on google and find online about you is the new resume it used to be that if you wanted to apply for a job, you had to mail it in. That, that was before email. And then now we have internet and we have email. You want to apply for a job, you click apply and the employer gets your application right away. But this kind of style of applying for a job is so old school because the fact is most employers are actually looking to hire somebody before they even put up an application online for you to do. For example, they'll ask people, do you know anybody who would be a good fit for this job before they even want to post on a job board? Because, okay, first of all, when I did the research and I tried to hire on my own, posting on a job board costs a couple hundred dollars. My, <laughs> I still have a full-time job while I'm promoting this book. My boss was paying $600 to $800 a month for his ZipRecruiter subscription. That's a <laughs> lot of money. So if you already have a personal brand online, with your LinkedIn, your Facebook, and everything just comes together to showcase your best self, it really helps to elevate your position in the job market because people are looking at you and they think, oh, I think this person is the right person for the job. Let me give you an example. 
my balcony is very old. It's 50 years old. It needed to be redone. I needed to hire an architect. And my contractor recommended his friend. Her name's Raquel. And then she she texted me. She called me. She said, hi, Annie. My name's Raquel. I said, hi. I, and then she, she told me she could do the work for me. And she told me the price would be, I think, $1,500. Now, that's quite some money. And before I spend the money on her, I wanted to look her up. Because what if she's she doesn't know what she's doing? But the problem is she didn't tell me her last name. And when she emailed me, her last name said Raquel Architect. Her email signature also said Raquel Architect. And her Venmo, which is a, not the most professional way to pay someone, her Venmo was also <laughs> called Raquel Architect. So when I tried to look her up on Google for Raquel Architect Boston, I literally couldn't find anything. I, I, I was questioning, is she legit? <laughs> that is her brand. That is her brand. <laughs> It's it's funny because uh, like my my niece and nephew um, they don't they don't they don't even know what CNN or Fox News or you know these main uh, NBC they go on to TikTok and Instagram and they find influencers to look for things that they're searching for like if they want to go to restaurants or food or you know desserts or hang out with their friends it's uh it's quite interesting you know my generation we use google and facebook but now now it's um for someone uh, for someone just starting out either looking for a job or career transition uh, what are the initial steps they should take to establish a strong personal brand the number one thing that everyone has to do is they need a highly professional headshot you cannot use an iPhone to take a picture of yourself. You also <laughs> cannot. Somebody asked me if they can use their, they're going to a wedding in two weeks. Can they just use the photo that they're going to get at the wedding? I said, no, <laughs> you're applying for an accounting position and what you wear to the wedding and how you dress uh, says nothing about how professional you are as an accountant. You want like, a, especially for accounting, that kind of role, you want like a plain white background that just says, I'm corporate. I mean, business. You can take me seriously. I pay attention to small details like this. And if you don't have that kind of headshot, chances are you're not going to leave a lasting impression. Like, for example, right now, I'm trying to brand myself as a best-selling and award-winning author. I want to look like a, a celebrity author that really belongs on TV. So when I went to go get my headshot this year after I wrote this book, I, I went to the hairstylist and I said, make me look like I'm a celebrity. And she said, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. She, so she styled my hair really nice. I walked out there feeling like a celebrity. And then the makeup artist, I told the makeup artist what I wanted. And it turns out, I didn't even know he was a celebrity makeup artist. It turns out he's done makeup for Steve Jobs and um, the royal family of Morocco. And I looked in the mirror after he did my makeup. I was like, wow, I look like a celebrity. And the photographer was also a celebrity photographer. And the way he, he made me do certain poses, I left out out of there feeling like I'm going to be rich and famous very soon. Like that kind of photo that you take of yourself really speaks volumes and affects what people think of you online. Yeah. And what are some common myths, especially for uh, thought leaders and influencers in the professional realms, uh, such as what you're doing, accounting or like real estate or finance or uh, consulting, what are some common missteps or mistakes people make when crafting their personal brand? How can they be avoided? You know, what have you seen? In my planning of 
promoting this book, The Five-Day Job Search, I actually made a list of all of the best-selling authors in career and also in self-help category. And I researched these authors one by one to try to reverse engineer what they did and see what they did well and what they didn't do well so that I could make a plan that actually will work and make me successful. And I have found that even even the best-selling authors get this wrong. A lot of them don't have all of their social media handles taken. I'm talking about like beyond the ones that we already think of, but all of them, even Clubhouse, TikTok nowadays, <laughs> Twitch, like everything that you can think of, you need to take those handles and all of those handles need to be consistent because when people search your handles, you want Google to be able to index all of them in one page. Another thing I noticed that they didn't do consistently, which is surprising, is they didn't use the same headshot for all of their profiles. So in, in let's say, profile A, they use this photo. Profile B, they use a different photo. Profile C has a different photo. Maybe they're from the same year. Maybe they're not. Um, the one's looking to the right, one's looking to the left. And the thing is, you want people to be able to recognize you all across the internet. You don't want them to question, like, is this who I think it is? And the only way to do that is to use the same headshot across every profile. And not only that, just this big mistake I find is they zoom out of their photos so much that like there's the photos are <laughs> small. They zoom out so much that like we see their elbows and the background. We don't need to see that. We just need to see from like collarbone up, right? We, we got to take a good look at your face to recognize who you are on the internet. So those are the three most common mistakes I see over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite um, interesting. Um, I want to kind of uh, transition to um, talk about, oh, what about, can, you talked about consistency in personal branding across different platforms. Do you have any tips for maintaining this consistency? Yes. One of the first things is to keep using the same name over and over and over again. For example, this guy came to me like two weeks ago to help help him with his branding. And he said, my name, my real name is Constantine, but my nickname is Dean. And I asked him, well, what do people at work call you? He said, Dean. And then I, I had to wonder, why are you using the word Constantine on your LinkedIn profile? <laughs> Nobody knows that. Like your coworkers don't even know your real name is Constantine. They all call you Dean. So I told him like across all of your profiles, please, please change your name to Dean and then your full last name. Um, this is especially important across all your profiles because when people search you on Google, you want them to be able to find you, just like I was searching for the architect. So for me, deliberately, in my planning, there's a whole bunch of Annie Yangs in this world. Thank goodness my parents gave me a middle name when I was born. So I just went with Annie Margarita Yang. But honestly, prior to branding myself and creating this online persona that I have, my whole life I went by as Annie Yang. And then when I decided to deliberately do this, I started going by Annie Margarita Yang. And now when people Google my name, all of the first few pages results belong to me and no one else. Mm. Yeah, I love that dominating a niche in the especially dominating keyword search when people go to search for things, your name pops up for that particular niche, uh, really important SEO and kind of uh, now we've talked about, you know, your journey and then personal branding and how to kind of what to do and what not to do consistency. Uh, we'll talk about the book, how people can find it. 
but you're also a YouTube influencer. You got 18,000 followers on YouTube and with more than a million views. How do you combine this, your YouTube approach uh, with building your online personal brand? How do you navigate it if you're uh, still have a, you know, a job or employer? Talk about that. Yes, I still have a full-time job. It's called full-time because that's what I was hired as. But the fact is, after I started working remotely, I automated much of my job away. So I really work, honestly, between 10 to 15 hours a week for the same pay. My boss knows that. I never asked him for a raise, but my pay is the same. So I would say my pay rate went up because of that. <laughs> I like to spend my extra time that's been freed up to build my business. It was originally Annie Yang Financial for accounting services. I, I was offering bookkeeping services for real estate developers and property managers. Invest. Seeing how there have been massive layoffs in the last 12 months, I suddenly got this urge. I, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to pivot my business strategy. So I wrote the five-day job search to help people who are unemployed and need a quick job search. And then when I saw the bank runs happen in March 2023, I really freaked out. I thought, oh my gosh, this is just the beginning of what's to come. I really think there will be a huge economic collapse. There will be more bank runs coming, even though they said that that was a one-off. Really, my time is now focused on promoting this book and getting it into the hands of as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our financial system is really unstable. And um, <clears throat> it's interesting because uh, I have a lot of colleagues and make an appointment to have a cashier's check and they know they deposit the funds, you know, weeks in advance and they're still there stuck you know, they go to that day and um, it's like takes two hours to, you know, actually get it. It's like all these show your past, you know, all this. And uh, yeah. really, it's it's really unstable. You know, it's kind of with the elimination of the um, the limits to the FDIC. That's, you know, that's a really bad sign because, um, you know, essentially. But uh, that's why we need to we need to have influencers such as yourself. You know, we're kind of getting to the end, but uh, kind of tell people how to find you. You're all across social media and your book as well. You've also written another book, A Thousand One Ways to Save Money. And how can they reach out to you, uh, check out your work, etc.? To check out my work, they can go on Annie Yang. And for a limited time only, I am offering a 10% off discount on a personally signed copy. So if you go on AnnieYangFinancial.com and use the coupon code DOCTOR10, that's D -O you can get a 10% off the signed copy. And if you live in the United States, that also combines with free shipping for domestic uh, US only. Uh, for, and then you're also, and for all the audience out there, let's thank Annie for coming onto the show. Her books and links will all be in the show notes. And she can. she's also on YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which will all be there. Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on this show. Thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.